two, three. Welcome to the Inspirational Conversations, episode five. I am Yogile Damruskete, the holistic health and wellness coach at One Mind Zone. The mission of One Mind Zone is to show other human beings how to live mindfully, healthy, and free of stress and doubts life in positivity and joy. Our guests are mindfulness, alternative health experts, and other strong professionals that support personal growth and self-improvement. Now is a midday in Spain, and I have a great pleasure to have Clara Palau with us today. We met with Clara around eight or nine years ago through our common friend, Mara, in Berlin. And from the first moment, I liked her energy, easygoing character, and we got along easily, very well. Before I met Clara, she was working as a massage therapist and reflexologist in Berlin. Later, she discovered the Grimberg method and became the certified practitioner of it. Some years after, uh, she left Berlin to find her vision to Ecuador and Colombia, where she got to know the use of ancestral medicines and indigenous uh, traditions. Now she's back to her birthplace, Mallorca, where she's working as a therapist in helping other people to deal with the pain helping them to better understand their bodies and souls through body psychotherapy, sound healing, and different body work related to human connections. So I'm really looking forward to hearing about all this and much more. Hello, Clara. <laughs> How are you doing? Hello, Yoga. I'm doing very well. I have a little bit of a cold, but I'm, I'm doing well. I'm so happy to see you here. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy too. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to talk to you today. You know, when I moved to Barcelona like uh, two and a half years ago or so, I, I rediscovered you. I found you again through the same friend, Mara. <laughs> and I, I saw your profile on the social media and I was um, very happy to see that you're living happily in Mallorca, back to your roots and you have a beautiful family and that you're working like a therapist there and digging more about your therapy, about your way of working. What it made me interested is that the philosophy of your therapy and philosophy of my type of therapy with One Mind Zone is actually based on, on, on the same idea, you know, on the same points, like working with the pain, helping people to deal with pain uh, with a body awareness, uh, with our responsibility of ourselves, what we do, our bodies, with the belief systems, and uh, also the power of breathing. And uh, it interested me so well because um, I, it's exactly the same points what I'm also focusing on. We just have completely different way of, of doing it. And um, I'm also sure that many people also interested about this stuff. And to, to see the variety of types of different uh, methods that exist actually around. So uh, can you tell us a little about your background and how you became interested in body work? Yeah, actually at the beginning I studied arts, fine arts. So I always enjoyed working with my hands. So um, since I'm a kid, I, I like to touch, I, I was, Fucking my thumb when I was a kid, and with the other hand, I was always touching kind of the the sheets of my bed or some type of cloth. 
So my hands have been always really important to create to when I was studying arts. And then um, I moved to Barcelona from, from New York. I moved to Barcelona to study arts. And then from Barcelona, I went to Berlin. And then I discovered um, the Heilpraktika Schule, that's uh, alternative medicine. And uh, yeah, I, I learned many different types of, of healing from homeopathy, from a little bit of Chinese medicine. But actually what I loved was the, the body work. So I, I learned massage, reflexology, Reiki, a little bit of craniosacral. And I discovered what I most like is, is to touch, to be in touch with the other person. And, uh, and that was kind of my beginning of this journey. Afterwards, I learned the, the Greenberg Method. So, so with the Greenberg Method, I could go deeper into, into, into the, the, the fact that the other person can can be active in this process. Uh, massage and reflexology is more kind of learning to relax, learning to drop. And the Grimmer method, you are more active in your own healing process. So it's kind of, I started from the beginning since I'm a kid, I, I remember kind of enjoying a lot uh, to touch people, to give massage. To my teachers, when we were in a holiday camp, I would give massage to my to my teachers, and it's been always kind of there. And you mentioned Grimberg method. How would you describe a specific Grimberg method to someone who has never heard of it? Yeah, the Grimberg method. It's a it's a method to learn uh, how to be well, and it's based a lot on attention. To, to learn to bring back the attention to your own body. So the practitioner accompanies the person through, through the attention. We guide the person to bring the attention in specific areas of the body where, where the person has pain or where the person um, has learned to contract this area. It's a, it's a learned pattern. So what we try to do is you can focus from, from different points of views. You can focus from pain. You can focus from stress in life, from dilemmas, not knowing what to do. So you can focus from, from the, the psyche and from the body, from both areas. And it depends of, of what the person needs to learn, wants to learn. We, we accompany that in, in this person, in that process through attention and body, body touching. And uh, then, okay, give me the a short idea of how you work with people in helping them to deal with pain. Yeah, so nowadays I do kind of a mix. It's not just the Greenberg Method. Mm -hmm. I, I do a mix with Greenberg Method and what, what I learned uh, through these years with sound healing. So it's, it's a mix and a little bit of... of um, and what I learned from, from my experience in family constellations. So in a way is how to do it in a, a holistic way, as much as I can, uh, can offer with the tools I learned. So the person comes with, we find a focus, first of all, we, we, the person needs to know a little bit what, what he wants, what she wants. And, and from there, we, we start to look what's, what's the best what's the best way to get to it. We talk at the beginning, we do a little food, um, it's not food reflexology, it's, a, it's like reading the plans of the, of the feet. 
and from there I can see a little bit so the story of that of that person so you know that the foot reflexology is you can see in the feet all the organs yeah. everything about that person so from the feet is you can yeah just kind of read a little bit uh, the story of that body and from there on we we start a journey together and uh, in this journey it might be that I, I sing to that person during the session, it might be just through touching and breathing, through using the, the story of, of that person, how they learned in history to contract, to make yourself small, to whatever this person is, is dealing with. And, and we learn to drop it. Mm. We learn to, to, to stop repeating it. That's the kind of the point. And in that session, it can be that, yeah, that I, I do a mix of, of everything. It depends of, of the session, of, of the person, of in which state of the process we are. You know, like I, in my, in my experience, I had only once the, the session of Grimberg. And this was with a, with a good friend of mine in Berlin. Uh, with mm -hmm. Fong, actually, you probably also know. All right, yeah. yeah because that time he was also doing the, the Grimberg uh, the practice and he was just he, they, I did a big dinner at home and he was around and I, I always that times so I always had the different problems in my body and he was like saying to me just give me your feet just let's give a try and so on and I was fascinated about this because first of all it was really nice and really pleasurable the whole the whole touch and the whole thing I was amazed to see that how you can you really say things for, for that and I also didn't tell him anything before. What problems did I have? And he just said everything straight to the point. And uh, until now, I remember even the whole tips he gave me and stuff. And I might even not follow those tips, you know, because it just was one time. And as, as we are like lazy people, we don't even do this. But I still now and I remember and I'm sure that this is actually the way uh, how it's true and the way it is to heal the thing. And um, yeah, and so from that, I have a question. What kinds of things can you tell from the feet? <laughs> you can, so you can tell many things. It's amazing, actually. But I, it's just I, physical or also the, the mental stuff? So it's, it's a lot about physical, but you do a mix. So you use your attention to, to observe the person you have in front of you. And from um, and it's like a checking. You see certain lines. It can be anything. So if the skin is more red, is this if the skin is more dry, if there are certain lines repeated in certain areas, because uh, you learn kind of to divide the feet in areas, and you can check every area. So you do a mix. You observe the person. You use your your body attention to to check who is sitting in front of you. Of course, you perceive. And then you check it with the feet. It's like a, you know, it's like a reference. Yeah. And from there on, you can tell many things. You can tell um, if this person has the tendency to contract their their chest, or if they have pain in their shoulders, if they block their jaws. You can see many things. You can see even things what happened when he was from zero to five years old. If something happened there. <clears throat> or from 10 to 15 so you can check many many things and sometimes it's re really clear what the feet tells you because it's a really clear sign sometimes this is is more kind of borrow but 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting because it normally it's always always goes to straight to the point. Is the physical movement also incorporated in your work or? So I, we normally work uh, with a with a table, a massage mm -hmm. table, but when the process is or or it might be that the person is is really has a lot of attention in their body, you can work with them standing. But that means that the person has to feel sure, secure, that they can stand, that they're not going to fall down. You accompany them into applying all this attention while standing. Because mm -hmm. normally we work lying down because the, the attention is easier to, to focus into. Because when you are standing, you have to check that you're in balance. But we, we work standing. But it's not a, a movement technique. So it has another, um, the Grimmel Method develop another technique that it's that it's called um stopping movement okay. that this is really a physical kind of workshop where you learn to stop the movements mm -hmm. in order to 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 stop the routines even in your movements that's quite interesting it's very interesting yeah and what is your goal when working with your clients so we, we actually we put the goal together Okay. So we, we have kind of a goal. We want to achieve something. We want to achieve a change normally because when they come, it's because something is not working. Something needs a change. And that's why we have pain. That's why we don't feel okay. That's why when we don't adapt to the situation, we need to create that change. Of course, yeah. And um, this is one of the, the main goals. <clears throat> but normally it's attention actually to learn to be attentive to yourself, to learn to be faithful to yourself, to learn to hear your intuition. You know? And lots of times it's to learn to relax. Many of us don't know how to relax. That's we are problem. standing, doing, getting information through the mobile phones and the new technologies. We are always kind of active, active, active. No? And, yeah. and certainly we need a lot to learn to, to relax. <clears throat> yeah not just not to do to to live in the moment and live now actually and not just yeah, stressing and running all the time and thinking just about what's next what's next what's next no yeah that's i think the most difficult challenge yeah and um you were mentioning in the beginning the sound healing and this is also the topic what interests me a lot uh how did you become involved in in sound healing in Berlin, actually, as well. While I was doing the Greenberg Method studies, mm -hmm. I, I learned, uh, I met a woman, uh, an incredible woman, Katarina Felice. She lives in Berlin. She still works. <clears throat> and she, she taught us to, to learn to, to use our voice in an in organic way. So in, we learned to allow the body to be relaxed, to be connected, so that the voice comes without effort mm -hmm. and through an exercise we we had to look, sing to the aura of a partner and suddenly came out amazing noises of my mouth and, and both of us we were like what was that yeah. right now so we were surprised because we, we were singing to to the energy field so something that you cannot see yeah. but that was quite amazing and from there on I, I started to, to practice with friends with family to sing to the bodies without knowing just kind of 
allowing myself to, to sing and I experienced amazing things. So at one point after around five years of practicing with friends and kind of learning with, with, yeah, with the people I had close to me, I started to, to do it with my clients in the massage table. And then uh, describe <clears throat> uh, how does sound therapy work in <coughs> practice and what does a sound healer do? How do you work with a with a client? How do you implement this to, with your therapy? It's a very intuitive way of, of using it. So suddenly it's like a call. So when mm -hmm. I'm working, I need to be really attentive. Mm -hmm. If I'm not attentive, I cannot hear the body. I cannot listen to the body. I cannot be aware of the other body. So when I'm in this process of, of being really attentive to that body, sometimes I, I feel a call to sing. It's, it's not something I can explain kind of now I have to mm. do. So it's a call, it's a, it's a push, it's a, it's a rush to do it. And it's, it's like being a channel. Before I listen to the song, I start to listen to melody and this melody is the one that I'm gonna sing to that person. So I cannot repeat what I sang because it's, it's just in the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not something I do myself, I, I just reproduce a uh, sound that I hear before that that it's not for me it's for the person just in front of me it's funny because also some years <clears> ago <throat> I had a kind of um, session a small retreat with another common friend John also from Berlin and he he was also yeah. a massagist and he also uh, was a part always of shamanic different rituals and stuff and uh, I got a present to have a session with him and I remember he was the same moment that he was also massaging me and he started singing and I don't know for me it was like I was out of my body you know <laughs> it was so powerful that I, I also still remember until now and I think also he is as you say he just gets a call and he feels that you have to sing, you know, and I guess, as I assume, was also related with the whole maybe chakras and the whole thing and massaging was really beautiful experience. And uh, this is something what I just also <coughs> did once, you know, and uh, it's really powerful. Yeah. And what instruments are typically used for, for sound healing? Do you have extra tools? It's not just a voice. So I, I haven't been in a school of sound healing, so I, I don't know what the, the other sound healers uses, but so in shamanic tradition, drums and the shaker is, is some kind of the basics they, mm -hmm. they use a lot in many cultures. And, and that has to do with this rhythm. When you get into that rhythm, you start to get into the into other levels of conscious it's like getting in trance yeah so that that allows you this, this experience that you're talking about about leaving the body mm. and and this connects directly with the soul with the soul that's what i love from sound healing that it's it's really connected it's gold beyond the skin it goes yeah. directly to them to the soul and yeah so you can use the drum the shaker i use a lot as well the the quartz bowls mm -hmm. the meditation the mm -hmm. <clears throat> they are they are made of quartz they're oh, white okay okay and actually you can find um, diamond bowls uh, ruby bowls you can wow. find all from precious metals nowadays you can find bowls and they're just amazing 
and I use the voice. Actually, I would say in my case, the voice is is the the more powerful one, kind of, because it's 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 not something that I control. It's it's, it's something higher than you like myself. become like a medium, no? Between. Kind of, yeah. Sounds weird, but yeah, for myself still, <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, switch gears for a minute and talk about sound healing versus music therapy. How are they different? And are they actually different? Or is just the same name, just spelled differently? <laughs> <laughs> so what I know is that, that uh, music therapy is like a school with a registered name. Okay. And sound healing, uh, it's actually the, the, the healing through the sound. No? But I think both share the idea that through music, through, through the, the vibration of music, you can get to heal people, you can get to heal animals. And it's been something totally ancestral. So they, in all, all cultures, all uh, aboriginal cultures, music has been always a way to heal people. So nowadays you have the music therapy school, you can have the sound healing school. So it's, yeah. it's, it's different ways of, of calling it. No? So I, I read on the internet that if you want to be a music therapist, you need to, to go that, into that school and have the certificate. And now you can be called a music therapist. Yeah. Actually, music is music and, and music is, is something that starts with life kind of no? belongs exactly. to you so. because you know since very small days i i'm involved with the with the music like since very small days i was playing the classical piano for many years and already there i experienced this experienced it the the moment and maybe when i was performing for the big crowd and still being very small eight years old or nine years old or even younger even play, playing specific pieces, I was feeling sometimes that myself, I was already out of like kind of control of my whole body. I was just like a medium sitting and I was not controlling my fingers anymore. And I was really feeling like, oh, it's just something going through me. And it somehow it's also affecting other people who's <clears throat> listening. With the, after some years, I was also joining like the, um, the choruses in, at school and I was, uh, we were also playing in the church, for example, for some special occasions. And you know, there are like very sacralic, those psalms and stuff. And it was, I already there, I got this effect of the sound of the vibration of the many voices coming together. And it was really nice experience and having like the goosebumps and also feeling like you are, you are transmitting something to, to other people. And, um, also through years, I, I discovered the same thing as a listener as well in Nomara in is this uh, ancient Tibetan monks singing, you know, mantras for is just like the, the most amazing uh, feeling what you can get as well. And you can get also out of body experience if you're meditating and listening these things. And um, um, lately, I'm involved in, in another music project, even though if it's electronic music, I made myself clear that if I do something, it's always going to be for the reason for transmitting something better, for trying to send a message to people to be a better person or to be to open their eyes and see other things. Though many things are covered up in more symbolic <coughs> way. But when myself I perform, I very often, as you say, I'm kind of 
getting out of my whole thing. I don't even feel myself and I feel how everything is just going through me and somehow mm. affecting people. And the mm. fact that they afterwards, they, they might be, uh, they don't know what it meant, but they, the most important for me that they got the effect of it, that they will mm -hmm. think maybe about this or what was that? And mm -hmm. this affected me. I don't know how, you know? So uh, mm -hmm. in these years, I also realized that this is also my mission <laughs> as, a, as a just even through the sound, sharing this message. So yeah. what is your mission with your sound healing practice? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly what you say is, is this being the, the, the medium that so, so mostly or all of the message that comes through that music, the music is always really heart, heart filled. So really from the heart and all the message that I become from up there through, through the music is it's unconditional love. The message is, is you are not alone. We are here with you. You are lovely. You are perfect. You are amazing. You are, yeah. So the message are always really full of love and, yeah. and really um, unconditional love. So this is the most touching thing. And, and if you think when we are babies, the first thing they do to calm us, to feel you know, the, yeah. together, it's, is this lullabies or this singing from your mom, this this voice, you know? And, and, and this is something that I think connects us immediately with feeling secure, feeling loved, feeling connected, you know? And for me, the mission is, is to, to be able to, to, to sing to the people so that they, they get in touch to this message that it's, it's it's so wise and so so connected kind of and this is where we come from and where we are going back in a way so it's pure yeah. light is 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 yeah i also know that you're doing um workshops and retreats uh, there in mallorca and what uh, i also read about the family constellation um workshops you are doing and um, I got also very interested about this topic because I didn't know about this before. So what is a family constellation and how did you discover this therapy for your work? Mm -hmm. So the, the family constellation is, um, is something a German man uh, started to, to work with. Well, they, they say actually Virginia Satir was the, the first, the beginner, but then, uh, well, Bert. Hellinger was the one who put that name mm -hmm. and developed the most. And um, it's a way to observe what it's moving in the, in the unseen path, in the unconscious uh, field mm -hmm. in, in all of us. So in our relationships, in our family, in our work, actually you can constellate anything you would like to have kind of more vision about or understand or see what's moving people to, to make those decisions to act like they act. And um, <clears throat> it's a way it's a way to have like an ego eye perspective mm -hmm. of a situation that you you can't understand or you can you cannot see. And and in a way what what you work with uh, the family constellations, if you decide to work something with your family, it can be to see 
to see the systems that you belong to huh? or, yeah. or you belong to a, a chain from grandfathers from ancestors and in a way what you do is to honor all your ancestors that make possible your life nowadays so if there are things that hasn't been healed in that chain where you belong to you can do something to to bring it into the light instead of to hiding or to to avoid seeing at it so it's in a way to honor honor and heal your family chain or your family tree and how is it do you work one-on-one -on -one or is it a group work so i i haven't done the 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 school of, of constellations mm -hmm. but i have done many and i organize here in mallorca once a month with uh, maria gracia she's the one that does the, the constellations mm -hmm. and it works in a group so for example you want to you want you don't understand why you, you have trouble with your mother Mm -hmm. why you are always kind of fighting or why do you feel that she's attacking you you don't from a from a conscious way you don't manage to to understand so you're in a group of people you choose one person that is going to be your mother you choose one person that it's going to be you mm -hmm. you sit down and start to observe what happens between them and the persons that are, are there that the persons you choose they start to feel and they start to move and they start to say I feel something here. I don't understand. I want to embrace her, but there's something that keeps me apart. And you start to, they start to move and you start to see the dynamic. Mm -hmm. and, and, and suddenly you start to understand lots of things. So it's, it's a way to see the, the unconscious field that moves us. And did you have like any experience from these workshops that has impressed you in particularly any of the situations of the people yeah. discovering stuff? Yeah, many. But one of the things that impressed me the most is abortion. I didn't wow. have a clue how much an abortion can have an impact in, in a family. Because mm -hmm. normally we don't give the importance that it has. Yeah. With our soul, with the mother and the father, they have a connection already with that baby and and if you don't do it in an in a in a conscious way mm -hmm. this this energy can keep kind of always staying there even with with brothers and sisters if there's an abortion in between it can be many things that you take from that kid that wasn't born as as the next brother or sister i i, I couldn't imagine in my head the the impact that that this can happen in a it can do in a family i i don't that doesn't mean that i am uh, agree or against abortion not at all it's just that how important it is to do it in a conscious conscious way whenever you decide to do it as a as a woman as a as a father too to to kind of tell your your son your daughter we you had you're not the first son you're the second one because first was one that mm -hmm. didn't manage mm -hmm. to born so how to make it aware that it has a place in, in the family, that it's not kind of delayed, yeah, yeah. so that you are aware this, this person belongs as well to our family. Yeah, yeah. And there was another situation. <clears throat> when you do constellations, you, you get to see many painful situations like wars. We all have ancestors that were in a war. Exactly. And uh, 
uh, I, I, I was chosen to be a, a grandfather uh, who was killed in a war. And in a moment I was confronted with the person that, that killed me. Mm-hmm. And I was at that moment so in peace and full of love with myself that I managed to forgive the person who take my life. Yeah. And that moment of forgiveness was just amazing to be able to yeah to say it's okay I understand you weren't connected with yourself you were whatever it was you killed me I I forgive you that was so powerful I I, yeah I couldn't possibly imagine that that you can do that no I was constellating no I was constellating somebody that was already dead but it was so so powerful and and the peace I, I got from it from this experience was, and the compassion was just amazing. I can imagine it is also there is there are a lot of the emotional stuff involved and the cryings and no totally like letting go totally. letting out everything totally uh, and it's so the best is when you allow whatever it needs to be released. If you need to to scream, you scream. If you need to yeah. rah, hit something, you hit something. So and if you need to to be embraced, you be you are so it's actually allowing what what it wasn't allowed at that moment. Yeah. And that's so so much healing. And yeah. How can um how can I know that it might be good for me to, to make a family constellation workshop? It can be with any area if your life, if you have a really important uh, decision to make, mm-hmm. that could be a, a really good moment. If you have the feeling that you had something always with men, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, you don't find the, the right man or you want to be in love and you want to create a family, it doesn't happen. That could be another possibility. You can constellate your company with your colleagues, what it's not working. Mm-hmm. It actually you could constellate anything. You could constellate an illness if you are sick, and mm-hmm. if your mother had cancer, you have cancer, your sister has cancer. That can be constellate too. Actually, you could constellate anything. So it's like <laughs> anything where you bro- want to hear, yeah. It's like a breaking kind of the the loop, breaking the chain. What you have maybe the blocks in in the in the in before created, no? Yeah. Unlocking. Well, it's, it's- yeah, when you when you don't see it anymore with your conscious, so consciously you don't see anymore. What can you do? What's what's there behind? There's mm-hmm. something you don't understand that it's happening the whole time. It's an energy there. So constellation, it's a it's a really good way to to see. Actually, uh, for example, uh, a son feels that there's a wall with her mother, mm-hmm. and it 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 looks like her mother had an abortion and her pain is still attached to that baby that wasn't born and her attention is still there. And although there's a live son, her attention consciously, unconsciously cannot see completely her kid because attention, it could be an abortion. It could be a dead father in war. It could be a dead mother. It could be anything that caught the, the attention of the mother at that moment that still holds it. Yeah. And you could never imagine kind of my mother, my mother doesn't love me or my mother is not there. My mother is not aware. My mother is 
she is in physical, but she's somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah. That, that could be a way to understand why my mother cannot have the attention on me, for example. It's crazy because when I when I listen to this, I think it's actually for everyone. <laughs> because we for all everyone. have, and at least from, from many friends I have, that would work perfectly because we all, we have one or another blocks or one or another patterns that maybe are created in our life and we don't even know from where it comes and how it's a perfect way to untrack it all this, you know? Yeah. To really see so, it. Yeah, this is a way to, to see it, to understand mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But of course, afterwards, you still have to, to work with yourself. But you have clear what, what was it. Mm -hmm. and, and somehow you can, when you understand your mother in that process, that there's something again about compassion that you understand okay she was busy with that she couldn't do it better yeah. she did what she could and she, yeah. of course she loved me but she was trapped there mm. so and of course things moved as well no suddenly magic happens mm. uh, as you know when we are aware of things no suddenly life shows us different things no? yeah and um i also know that you are doing a couple of workshops uh, tell me more about uh, these workshops you're doing and are you using specific type of method and how does it work? Mm -hmm. Because I think so, it's very it's very good topic and for everyone. Yes, well, <laughs> the idea became, so I, I, I um, had the idea to do it. I, I felt like doing it because I... I, I felt a, a huge um, change when we became father and mother, okay. when we became a family with my partner. Mm -hmm. And and of course, couples, they always have things to, to, to learn and to get, to get to know better. But when this challenge of being a family, suddenly it's, it's, it was quite something. So I started to offer a couple workshops for for fathers and mothers mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. or for for pregnant couples mm -hmm. because the challenge is so big to stay aware of the other person to you are dealing a little bit with with your needs because you mm -hmm. are suddenly trying to to fulfill the needs of the baby mm -hmm. and, and and the other one has needs as well and you have needs and this is like a, oh, how, how we manage all of us to be fulfilled in our needs. So uh, in the in the workshop, it's a it's a very short workshop. It's three hours workshop. Okay. And we do a lot of playing, a lot of having fun, um, a lot of awareness. We mm -hmm. we work with mm, they do certain massage technique one to the other. Mm -hmm. We do a little bit of tantra exercise. Okay. With, with uh, eye contact holding each other mm -hmm. so it's a mix of uh, joy through through playing something mm -hmm. that I think we we all of us needs a lot to mm -hmm. be able to play with each other uh, with awareness and body body awareness when I'm giving advice for the relationships for the partners or, or stuff um, I take a bit perspective from the mindfulness because the, the mindfulness methods are also based on the same, as you say, through the breathing, through the slowly way of just maybe sitting in front of each other and just looking for hours. What apparently we never do nowadays, you know, everything is now based on the run, run, fast, fast, fast. 
we forget maybe to sit in front of our partner for at least half an hour without even saying anything, you know, just to, totally. to, to share this love or to feel this love. Or, and it, it's uh, no wonders that uh, the couples are getting cold with each other or maybe losing the contact because they're actually losing the contact. They, they don't spend enough time with each other. As you say with this, small touch or breathing looking and stuff small short games you know what um it's it's we're forgetting what it's all about yeah or holding for a minute (laughs) sorry usually humans like they just seek the fast result and forgetting that what you have to do yeah in the piece yeah, there was a couple that was telling me, I am so happy since we did the, the workshop. Now, when we find each other in the house, we hold each other for four minutes. Oh, um, beautiful. And then, ah, oh, and we enjoy it so much. And then everyone goes to, to, to the wrong thing. Yeah. Exactly. But it's something that, yeah, I never did before, kind mm-hmm. of to hold my partner four minutes long. Yeah. It's, it's really a way to, to make these bones and, exactly. and to connect. And this is, for me, this exercise is just wonderful. No? And yeah, it's all about creating this, this connection again and, and finding this bond that yeah. brought us to be parents, that this, this bond that, that was at the beginning was the one who, who made possible that the baby came. Exactly. No? So yeah. how yeah. we go back into taking care of, of this yeah. sacred space for, for the, the two of us. Yeah, but it's also being in a couple, it's also important to, to have your own space on specific time and to respect each other time when we need as well, no? And, yeah. and also now more than ever, um, we see like the female voices and the energy rising globally the mothers the woman it's 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 beautiful to see that and it's a very big change for us and i know that you're also doing the the retreats for the woman as well so how else we could empower ourselves as women just meeting our friends it's a it's a way of empower <laughs> ourselves <laughs> just this, having this that, no <laughs> yeah just having this this is a space where we can share, where we can talk about our troubles, our things, yeah. our needs, our just being surrounded by other women. It's it's really powerful. Yeah. But yeah, all that it has to do with rituals is very powerful too. To do a ritual together, to yeah. put the same intention in something together, to want to heal together. It's it's really powerful. Yeah. And this this retreat, as well. Um, comes from from the idea of being mother and being at the service of others the whole time and this need we have women to and mothers to to have our space to to disconnect from our daily life and and be close to nature because retreat has a lot to do with nature to mother earth to to reconnect with the this source where we come from and and yeah and share and and to just to be together is is amazing and to listen how the other women feel certain things or how they experience certain things just to be in a circle 
and listen to each other is really inspiring as well how each one how we can be so beautiful and so different and so yeah so with different stories amazing stories from each experience it's it's really powerful and this spot where the retreat is is just amazing well it's a part of the the coast of Mallorca where you have oh, the mountains God. behind and the sea in front of you and the house it's an old house it's a beautiful one and yeah it's it's just a pleasure to be there you, you already feel just being there the nature is so powerful that you already feel something different no? and I think it's very important from it's like like we like to travel in order to see uh, different things to disconnect so mm -hmm. just do it once once it's just one day retreat you know, mm -hmm. you don't sleep there but just that one day it's it's a way of getting out of, of the ordinary yeah. life and this is this is really I think a need that we all have I'm really looking forward when you're going to offer the next <laughs> workshop the retreat. So I'm coming for sure. <laughs> when this crisis, when, when this, this crisis is going to end, I'm coming oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to, I had to cancel the last one because yeah, because in Mallorca we are in alarm four. <laughs> yeah. So, so we okay. can be together. Well, I'll, I'll stay patient and I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope looking forward yeah looking forward for me too holidays in Mallorca and also having such a retreat or something me too and in this retreat actually we have always a little sound healing ceremony ah beautiful yeah and and we walk as well uh, in silence it's well some people call it uh, zen walking because you are in silent walking into the nature and we meditate in front of the sea and yeah this is really really nice, oh, nice. too super yeah. nice okay so you're doing like this yeah. mindful walks and that ah oh, beautiful yeah it's a it's a mix as well and we do a, a body workshop as well to be more into in our bodies more aware of our bodies mm -hmm. and and i like to because i study arts fine arts i like to do something with with art therapy a little bit some exercise mm -hmm. where you can use your creativity that's that's really nice too beautiful and yeah. um for the end you are the very first one to try my new thing <laughs> my new <laughs> experiment because from now on uh, in the end i want to give like a three last questions to every all of the guests the same questions okay. um so one of them is what does your morning routine look like my morning routine looks with children because okay. <laughs> they are the the first today i woke up at six o'clock mm -hmm. mommy i'm hungry i'm hungry so in summer they sleep a little bit longer and the day starts so you have light around six o'clock half past six mm -hmm. so in summer my routine starts with dancing Oh, I love it I, I it's a way of energizing the, the beginning of your day and in the middle of the week with my kids, I sometimes, because we wake up so early, we have time until the, the school starts. Sometimes we put some music and we dance together. Sometimes we do some yoga <laughs> positions. Sometimes we do nothing. <laughs> we just play <laughs> and have breakfast. And yeah, but actually I, 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 I love yoga. I, 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 I've done yoga for for the last 10, 10 years with with breaks mm -hmm. but this is my my 
favorite exercise actually and dancing of course yeah because for, for me i do like the more every morning yoga but now when you say about the dancing i might incorporate the dancing in my routine <laughs> to, yeah to start like with the happiness <laughs> It's fantastic. I don't know if you know this um, 20-20-20 routine. No. Uh, it's, um, I forgot his name now. Um, well, it's, it's a guy who developed this 20-20-20 this routine. Mm -hmm. That means you do 20 minutes exercise. Uh, you do exercise. It can be dancing. It can be yep. wherever where you get sweat. So where mm -hmm. you can really move your body. Mm -hmm. Then you do 20 minutes um, writing and you just say thank you for anything you feel in your life mm -hmm. these 20 minutes and this is every day so every day of your life imagine 20 minutes spending uh, being thankful for things in your life and then the last 20 minutes is to learn something whatever you want to learn nowadays in internet you can hear ted talks or whatever so you make sure every day you learn something and this is this is a method to to learn or to invite uh, abundance in your life and i did that this summer and yeah it was really powerful really 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 nice no i'm sure it's working because i also yesterday was looking about one of the uh, advices about um that not that, that when you wake up in the morning how not to take the phone the first thing how not to take the phone so there was one of the advices from also one uh, guy saying that He's just leaving like a note next to his phone with a what am I what am I grateful about today, you know? So yeah. instead of the touching the phone, he takes the thing with a pen and he writes, What am I grateful about? So it's as you say this powerful. What are what is what am I thankful for exactly every morning to remember yourself before yeah. taking the phone, actually. Exactly. I'm feeling miserable. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. Okay, the second question is, what book have you recommended the most? Uh, yeah, um, the most, and the most that I gave personally as a present to friends is okay. Women, Women Who Runs With Wolves from okay. Clarissa Pincolestes. Do you know okay. it? No, I have to buy it. No. Oh, okay. No. This is a, a must. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, it's fairy tales. Where, where she explains the, the psyche of the story, the message that's mm -hmm. behind. Mm -hmm. And she talks a lot about the wolf woman, the, the savage, the, the wild woman, mm -hmm. and where we come from. And it's beautiful tales and beautiful the, the explanation about what's the message in, in each one. So it's, it's, a, it's a book that you could always take and, and read something because you always learn or remember something that it's really really powerful uh, it's the next thing I'll, I'll i'm gonna it do down. it's the next thing <laughs> i'm gonna do i will order it on amazon <laughs> yeah. and what are you currently most passionate about actually right now my work okay my work i'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm really learning a lot. I'm really getting inspired about what happens, what touches me through the process of each one. Mm. And I, I really love it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it a lot right now. I'm, I'm passionate as well of painting. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I 
since my kids are a little bit older, I, I find a little bit time of painting again. And that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a pleasure as well. And that's a passion that I always have the feeling that I, I want more time for it. But... I can imagine, yeah. yeah. It's, like a type, it's a type of meditation as well, being with yourself. Though. Yeah. Being creative, is, it's so important yeah. to, to be fulfilled. It's, it's yeah. It's, yeah. Whatever it is, painting, dancing, whatever, producing music, no, whatever yeah. it is to create yeah. is so important because we have so much to give. And yeah. actually, my my partero, that means my how do you say the people that helps to deliver babies. Mm-hmm. How we call them the, the name in English? Let's say it's partero. <laughs> Partero, whatever. It's a, it's a medicine man from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that that we, uh, as women, we, we our creative source is in our uterus. Because mm-hmm. in, in our uterus, there's this is where we create life. Mm-hmm. But as well, it's, it's a way where we can create projects, create yeah. experience, create and... and it's a very powerful organ that, that we have to play the pleasure to have. Yeah. And if you create from there, so if you connect from this creative um, fountain, no source, actually it's it's amazing. And it's really important to be connected to, to our creation force. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. So, and then the last <laughs> one, uh, can you tell the people uh, where can they find you in case they want to try your therapies? And are you also doing online or just in, in person? Because I like to work a lot with my hands. Mm. I still don't do online. Okay. I, what, what, actually, when, was the, when the quarantine started, I stopped working and I started to paint. So I moved, oh. I moved from... <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> yeah, and some, some of my, uh, my colleagues, lots of people are starting to work online. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I still, I still don't feel the call. I, unless they stop me that I really cannot touch people, I, I, I will go online. But I love working with the body. I like singing to the body. I like, I, yeah, I want to work with my hands, so... I don't work online. <laughs> let's let's see in the future. Never, you never know. Exactly. And yeah, they can find me in Mallorca, mm-hmm. in Palma. It's not a big island, so it's it's easy. And uh, yeah, so I have my my website and my Instagram. I'm I'm about to to shut my Facebook page because mm-hmm. I've seen a, a documentary. It, the documentary film about the social media. I think that, I heard about it too. I still have to watch it. Quite scary. Yeah, it's quite scary how we feed this crazy machine. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I have a, I have a sometimes like most of us, I suppose, uh, debate or fight in between kind yeah. of wanting to show yourself and get it to know to other people. At the same time, you are feeding this crazy machine where we are all slaves of, yeah. of watching watching our, our screens and yeah. not using this time for other amazing things yeah. 
So yeah, this is my next project. Shut Facebook. <laughs> Do, <laughs> doing social anyway, media I, I will still in Instagram. Huh? Doing social media <laughs> detox. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Clara. This was such it, a beautiful talk. <laughs> yeah, it was a pleasure. And uh, I hope, uh, I mean, I'm sure people learned so many new things today, what we haven't speak before about this. And uh, also the ones uh, who wants more information, I will leave all of the links uh, below <laughs> in the YouTube description with your, with your website, with your Instagram account, maybe no Facebook account, <laughs> because you're going to shut it down. And, <laughs> And yes, and thank you everyone who uh, watched this video. If you want to get more tips about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, nutrition, self-awareness, uh, you can subscribe to onemindzone.com newsletter and receive also a free mindfulness challenge uh, where you can track all your new daily habits and also to track your bad habits so you can change them to the good ones. Uh, you should try this because it actually works. Um, you can also subscribe to this YouTube channel and receive notifications as soon as the new episode is published online. And I really hope you enjoyed our chat with Clara the same way as I did. Thank you again, because it was such a pleasure, such a beautiful time. Let's just stay safe, let's stay warm, and let's work on our things to, to come out as a better person on this planet. And um, big kisses to you, Clara. <laughs> hey, thank you very much, Yoga. And uh, yeah, it's an honor that you thought of me for, for this interview, for this chat. And I wish you a lot of success, a lot of more pleasure with your interviews, a lot of learning through that process. And I hope, I hope, no, I know you're, you're gonna get to, to where you want to arrive and, and yeah, to inspire all these people that is listening and following you. So thank you, thank you very much. That's the idea. <laughs> thank you Bezos. so much. See you next time, everyone. <laughs>